بنت لو ربنا كرمها مثلا وكبرت وتقدم لها عريس في حته ان هو يعرف مهنه ابوها When my daughter grows up and someone likes her and wants to propose, he'd probably think twice when he knows about her father's job. This is a fear I live with. It makes me restless to think that I might break my daughter's heart because of what I do. What we do is one of the Jews for the dead people, and we're responsible for it. For instance, I may get hurt by a needle while stitching a corpse, and that becomes the end of it. I don't like to show my ID in any government institution. Forensic assistant, that's like death standing there. I handle the corpse that I didn't know had AIDS. When I try to find another job, and people know what I originally do, they refuse to hire me. A cafe or a restaurant, for instance, wouldn't hire a forensic assistant who handles corpses. Besides the fridges where the corpses are laid and inside the morgues, people keep their stories and never share them with others. They prefer silence, a sanctuary away from the noises of life, living in a parallel universe, making them friends of the dead. For months, we gathered stories in audio and video of people who have worked in the field of forensics to know the other side of their lives. We sought an answer for a very important question. How does the society see them? How do they spend their days eating, drinking, and sleeping next to fridges where corpses are kept? Do they have enough support and protection in what they do? Stigma was the most important concern among them all, and how society sees them as heartless butchers. This makes them hide the truth about their profession, even from their families. Hesham Mahmoud started his job more than six years ago as a forensic assistant in Zainholm Morgue in Saida Zainab district. While everybody gets scared from the morgue, it was an exciting experience for the 30-year-old man. But his first days were not that easy due to the smell and sight of blood dripping from the forensic tables. <laughs> I couldn't eat for a long time. I always had the sight of corpses and blood in my head, the smell of blood and bloated corpses. Eventually, I got used to the blood because it's everywhere. Morning and night, my whole life is blood. My friends mock me all the time. They say things like, you cut corpses, you're a serial killer, you're like an executioner. I only care about my opinion, and I like the place. My father felt sorry for me and didn't like that I ended up in a place full of the dead. But I could persuade him that I like the profession and the place. Yusuf Mohammed, who preferred not to use his real name, lives another tragedy. He doesn't want people close to him to identify him and what he does, fearing that they would avoid him. 99% of the people I know don't really know what to do. Some people started avoiding me when they knew. Some even stopped greeting me. I feel sorry for myself. It's not like I'd do something immoral. I live my life with the shadow of death. It's in the morgue. It's all death around you. Nobody but the dead. Yusuf received many cold looks because of his work as a forensic assistant. But the biggest shock was when his daughters, barely 13 years old, found out about his job. My wife knows, and so does my mother and my siblings. But my daughters knew nothing. My 13-year-old daughter didn't know until last year. She started asking questions about what I do and where I work, why I go there and what it means to be a forensic assistant. I explained it bit by bit, and she was shocked. Her first thought is, why do you choose this job? When I first got this job, my wife was scared for a while, but later she got used to it. Yusuf's biggest concerns about the stigma is when his daughter reaches the age of marriage. When my daughter grows up and meets someone who would want to propose or even at a university, I'm really scared of this moment. I'm scared that he would change his mind once he knows about what I do. I might break my daughter's heart because of my job. The situation is not much different with Yusri Ahmed Alamir, who spent 12 years of his life washing the dead in Zainholm Morgue. 
but the religious beliefs he got from his father, an imam and a preacher at a mosque, makes him indifferent about what people think. I forget all about my job when I leave. I act normal. I know some people avoid me, and they're free to do so. Some friends get scared of me. I know that. On the contrary to what people think about the profession, Yusuri couldn't hold his tears back when talking about washing dead children. I cried once when I saw a dead child, and I cry when I remember him. He looked like my son. I could be in the shoes of his father. I couldn't handle the situation, and I couldn't wash him. Yusuri couldn't handle the situation either when his mother died. He couldn't carry on the process of washing her, although he does it with people all the time. His religious beliefs make people's opinion about working in the morgue irrelevant. If you get scared of corpses, you couldn't work in this profession. Find something else. If I seek money, I can work in something that brings me more money. But I love this job because it has the biggest reward from God. Dr. Dina Shukri, professor of forensic medicine and head of the Arab Union of Forensic Physicians, subbody of the Arab Medical Union, doesn't deny any of the hardships mentioned. But she thinks it's not accurate that people see forensic physicians as butchers. But stigma is not the sole concern of people working in forensics. The biggest threat is in handling corpses holding diseases, making them subject to infection. Kamal Mustafa came from the Emirates to get this job as a forensic assistant, but his life went upside down quickly and he was kept in bed. Kamal started feeling exhausted in an unfamiliar way, his breathing was affected, and he was shocked when doctors told him that he had tuberculosis. His life was now spent in hospitals, clinics and tests. I started feeling unwell after exactly one year of work. I wasn't myself, something was happening. Forensic doctors started telling me that I had to get checked. I was initially diagnosed with a chest infection, then scans showed that I had tuberculosis. It was interesting to note that the pre-hiring test provided on the 2nd of October 2011 showed that he was in perfect health and had no diseases. Some doctors advised me to ask for flexible work or part-time arrangement when they saw how bad my scans were. I was scared to take this step. They can simply fire me. They can let me go and I lose my job while I have four children to support. Kamal had to endure 180 days of torture. I had to take 23 pills first thing in the morning and then breakfast two hours later. This went on for six months, 180 days of torture. On the other hand, Dr. Amjad Al-Haddad, head of the Allergies and Immunity Department at Vaxera Egypt, disagree with the previous analysis. He asserted that a person cannot get infected from a dead person as long as they follow all protective procedures while working. Protective procedures in the field of forensics makes it unlikely for a doctor to get such infections. This is the field of medicine with the most procedures, is part of their job, even more than any other physician. Forensic staff get paid very low infection allowance, unequal to the scope of danger that they face. It's about 19 to 30 Egyptian pounds per month. Mohammed Ismail, a forensic assistant, knew by mere chance that he is handling a corpse of an AIDS patient. The hardest part is when you find out that you handled an AIDS case. It's a very big problem. We're not usually cautious when working. We leave it in God's hands. He was taken by the shock, and there were very hard moments. Ismail had no option but to do needed checks, but the main obstacle was the cost. Nobody offered us any of the kind of checks since we started working here, and nobody asked if I had any after this incident. Test is the least we can be offered. Ibrahim, another pseudonym, 
worked in the Central Agency for Chemical Labs. He got asthma because of his work, where he is in charge of the narcotic substance and sits all day with the smell in his office, which lacks proper ventilation. He was presented to a committee for work-related infection, which ruled that he got the diseases from work. A colleague of his talked to us under the condition of anonymity. If it's proven that he has such a disease and is unfit for the job, he'll be referred to another at a less grade. Dr. Ayman Fowder, head of Forensic Medicine Agency between 2005 and 2007, stated, The corpses may have infectious diseases. Imagine that the infection allowance for forensic physician is 30 Egyptian pounds. It's not equal to the amount of danger they face. On March 16th, 2020, the Doctors' Association called for an increase in the infection allowance. And despite all such hardships in the forensic field, Sheikh Saeed and his wife Saidia are very much attached to the morgue. Sheikh Saeed is the oldest employee who works in Washing the Dead, and it's where he met his wife and fell in love with her. Sheikh Saeed has been working there for almost 24 years, and he doesn't care what people think. We work on the hardest cases, and God is always by our side. We honour the dead for God's sake, and definitely God helps and rewards us. Also, Saidia, his wife, who left the place after 15 years, says, If I didn't lose my sight, I would have kept working in the morgue. At the moment, Hesham and Yusuf still suffer with the stigma, while Kamal is sick and doesn't know what might happen to him. Ibrahim as well waits to be transferred to a job at a less grade after he got infected, and Ismail is scared to carry on with his checks to ensure that he wasn't infected. This episode was produced by Ahmed Saeed for Candid Academy.